are listening to NAGP Resurrection, the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. I am your host, Joseph Burchette, and with me, as always, I have Lionel. I can't stop twinkling. <laughs> he is a twinkler. And we have Mike. Behold my mighty Mexican shield! Oh, Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So much to learn about these two lovely people. Okay, so to start off the show, we talk about what games we've been playing first. Lionel, or the Twinkler, what do you got for us? It's not the Twinkler. It's I can't stop <laughs> twinkling. It's like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. Uh, uh, yeah, so I finished uh, Blacklist, uh, Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've beaten it before. It's pretty good. Um, I have The only other one I've played is Conviction. I think I like Conviction a bit more. Uh, though that I want to say that's a bit more... Some of it's the narrative, the story. I want to put more of it on personal preference, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of story just appealed to me a bit more. That being said, they do some pretty good uh, narrative stuff in uh, Blacklist. I definitely say if you like one, you'll enjoy the other. Yeah. I what is have, have they even talked about another Splinter Cell at all? Did they mention anything about bringing him back or nope. something? Ah, the last damn. thing I heard was sometime around Blacklist was Tom Hardy was supposed to star in a, in the movie and huh. and I think that just fell into development hell, and it's probably ah. I don't know if it's getting made anymore. But um, yeah, I I wish they'd bring it back. When was when did it come? Uh, when was the last Splinter Cell game? Was it twenty fifteen? Can't remember. I feel like it was earlier than that. It was Blacklist. Blacklist. Well, I forgot when that came out. Was that twenty sixteen? No. Oh no, was... earlier. Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Ah. Uh, I, I want I, anyway. I want more Sam Fisher, Splinter, any of that stuff to come back. Twenty thirteen. Wow! Wow! Okay, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have swore I heard something about maybe this was like an original. It was like a concept somewhere. <laughs> something about a game where Sam is kind of playing the Professor X role, and you're playing as like guys working under him. Uh. Hmm. The as far as that, the only like I heard like that was what the fans wanted to happen uh, with Blacklist rather than like recast him and I guess they recast him because Michael Ironside was tired mm-hmm. he, like he didn't want to do it anymore but they still gonna cast somebody who with like a similar voice and moved him into that role which would have been cool because really like new Sam feels like a different character. Right to me, anyway. he, he he does a little bit. I want to put some of that on the uh, kind of narrative change between how personal conviction was versus how on the job he mm-hmm. is here. Yeah, it's not even on the job. It, well, it kind of is like like that scenario that you were saying. Like he is the boss here, and he's kind of. It's, yeah, but he's still the main guy in the field. Yeah, is the difference. Yeah, but what I was imagining, he's like in charge of his team. It's kind of, it's it's weird. They he's kind of a dick boss, which I never really saw the old Sam as being. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought the guy did an okay job, but I feel like the writing changed so much that they might as well have just made it a new character. Yeah. Not that different. I can, I can, I can kind of see. Um, my perception's a bit different since I came in at conviction, so I don't have as much time with Sam as a character. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty angry in conviction, but that was because it was like a revenge story, kind of. Yeah, it was a, it was deeply personal. Yeah. So you were seeing him at the, at an emotional peak. Yeah, he's usually like very calm and almost like kind of sarcastic sometimes. Like extremely mm-hmm. professional, like never flies yeah. off the handle. Doesn't really get that angry, um, except when you get to. I mean, he does. He kind of puts it on when he's like interrogating people, and then they mm-hmm. they take it to another level in conviction. But Blacklist was just felt like a totally different character. Yeah, I want to say I may have either been watching you or another friend play one of the older games, and like he's having a conversation I think with someone over the comms mm-hmm. and he seemed kind of he seemed a lot more cordial than he is in this well yeah he's actually kind of funny in those games a little bit too yeah like he actually seems like someone a normal person might enjoy talking to <laughs> a guy with a kid yeah exactly yeah cool um oh, any other stuff you've been playing or just um, that? working my way through Castlevania uh, Harmony of Dissonance. I thought I was near the end of the game, but I've actually reached what might be the midway point. I might be a little further in it, but basically I've uh, uh, only just passed the 50% exploration of the castle. <laughs> You've got a while. You got a, a little bit. bit. I might be yeah. able to reach one of the early endings soon. But those are usually bad endings. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get the good ending, or at least like one of the good ones. Um, so the, I've only I only got a chance to play one game this week. Been kind of busy. I tried the Elder Scrolls card game that had came out. I don't remember what year. I think it was last year that came out, and I was very disappointed with it. It essentially is like a Hearthstone clone. I mean, it's. That's all it is. I mean, there's, I, uh, it was, I, I was playing it on through Steam. I mean, there's like nothing making it special outside of the fact that it's kind of the, the lore and whatever from uh, Elder Scrolls and stuff. But besides that, yeah, it's, just a, that's, it's a copy. But that's that's who it's for, though. Um, I played Hearthstone for a bit, but like there was an element I was definitely not enjoying. Not really not enjoying, but couldn't really appreciate because I didn't, I hadn't played, I don't play Warcraft or World of Warcraft. So, you know, you pull out this character and it's, you know, it's supposed to be like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's serious yeah. business. And I have no idea who they are. They're just cards to me. So I don't play Warcraft and I haven't played any of the, uh, World of Warcraft. I haven't play, played any of those games. But when I played Hearthstone, I thought it was, I mean, it's fun. It's it's very interactive. There's lots of graphics are nice and lots it's, of it's particle effects. It's very dynamic. Kind of exactly, but but the Elder Scrolls card game was very dry. It was very, mm. you know, the gameplay was almost identical to all the other Hearthstone clones out there these days. And I mean, even the story. I'm sure if I was deep, deep, deep into the lore of all things Elder Scrolls, it would have seemed a bit more appealing to me. But the actual gameplay, there was like nothing there. It wasn't very just wasn't entertaining so it's 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 like if i'm 
not coming from the background of really being into Elder Scrolls, there's just nothing for me in this game at all. And I, I just, I just don't think that's a good way to design a game. I mean, usually, uh, you all right, to- Joe, mm-hmm. let's be honest here, because we 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 both do it, and we've got some friends who do it too. How much of this is you being mad that it isn't a proper replacement for Magi Nation? <laughs> well, I would absolutely love, and deep down inside I made it, that will always be, no matter what card game I play, that will always be there. But um, I just wish that there was, to, um, I'm not saying I wanted to, them to do this, the whole thing where it's an incredibly, it's open to everyone and super casual and just, you know, trying to appeal to every possible person. They don't have to go that far with it, but just make the gameplay more interesting. It's just not interesting at all. It's just boring. Um, I know I'm just saying that, but like the gameplay is you lay the cards down and, you know, you, you have the, your main character that you have, to, you have to defend with all the creatures and stuff and you lay down the different creatures. Now, the only thing I thought was unique is that in some battles, they'll split the board in uh, into two sections and you have to play uh, your opponent's cards in two different areas. That was kind of neat because it builds a little bit of strategy. So that's that's different. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. before in any other type of card game. So that added kind of another level of strategy that I found fun. But just the cards themselves, it was the typical, you have a monster, you attack the other monster, so on. You have magic, you have equipment, so on and so forth. That, that's about it. I mean, I've seen that done so many times. But I think you're right. I think this was really meant for people who are maybe just coming off of playing the Elder Scrolls online game and they want more or I don't know. It, yeah. But it just it wasn't I, for me. I imagine it's the kind of thing where you got to look at um – the production cost versus uh, the like the the likelihood of purchase, even uh, if it's cheap and kind of busted. If they have enough of a diehard like core fan base, it might be worth it to make. Yeah, and, and there was a story there. There were some characters that had you know some names. I'm sure are in the the world of Elder Scrolls, but but I had no idea who they were. And, and um, off elsewhere, right. this guy yeah. more than exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that was definitely happening, and yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If I was the kind of person who was reading all the scrolls and books and all that kind of stuff and Elder Scrolls and paying attention to every single detail, I would be having lots of moments like, oh, yeah, it's him. Oh, that's so cool. He's back and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I uh, I did that for a point, and then I saw uh, Mike's character stealing the white man's horses to NWA, and I was like, I'm focusing way too much on this game's world and not enough on my own. <laughs> That's right. right. That's definitely what those games are all about, creating your own world and experiencing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's all I've been playing. I wish I had played something I actually enjoyed. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, how about you? Mm. Well, it's too bad, Joe. Um, these are the same three things I've been playing. Arma, three Tekken Seven and Skyrim. I don't know. Nothing really much else to report. Still pretty disappointed with Tekken Seven. I actually found out that um, not only is it not as robust as like the, the character customization isn't as robust as Tekken Tag, but apparently like Tekken Six like went super deep with it, and I kind of sk- yeah. I skipped it on console. Um, so I'm just like. It just makes me even more mad that they're oh. moving backwards. 
in another fashion, which sucks. Yeah, I want to say the customizations in six felt a bit more um, distinct per character, whereas like there's a uniformity to the customizations in tag. Yeah, which you know, I'm kind of I'm okay with. Like, I like the unique stuff. I'd prefer there be a lot more of it, but I'd I'd rather it be like you know tons for everyone um, that you know everyone can use. But uh, yeah, this is really agitating to find out. So I'm I'm just like kind of regretting that purchase more and more. Um. Uh, but yeah, as far as Arma goes, I've been actually messing around with it. It comes with like an editor, like a, so you can create your own kind of campaigns on, they have, you know, a big list of giant maps that you can play with and you can kind of place troops in different places and kind of set up tasks, uh, to be accomplished and, and put structures down and stuff. So it's pretty robust. I get the feeling it's probably, uh, if not what was used, like a very similar tool to what was used to create like the campaign stuff. Um, so I'm very slowly kind of learning that, just kind of trying to build like simple stuff. Like I don't know how, how all the triggers work and stuff, but I've got basic things set up where I can have like different factions sort of move towards each other and then fight each other and, uh, you know, set it up so where if you kill a certain character, then it completes the mission. So it's pretty robust, but kind of hard to get into. Like, there's a lot of options. Oh, wow. At least that gives you a lot to do all the time. That's what it's sounding like. Yeah, and there's, like, it's, you know, there's tons of mods, too. So <laughs> one of the things that we end up doing is some of us joke about is before a mission we'll end up just like singing our arsenals and like going through all of the different gear that you can put on and wear and shit and we'll just end up doing that for like fucking 20 minutes before we start anything sometimes <laughs> oh wow so it's a really it's a highly uh, customizable experience that game heavily moddable I'd say that's the main draw probably is just all the mods and very cool. Oh, all right. Let's jump onto the news. What we got here? Ah, yes. <laughs> so last uh, last episode, I think it was last episode, we had talked about um, Candy Crush becoming a game show on TV, and now it looks like we got another one. Uh, on and Gadget is reporting that. Here's the words with Friends TV show you did ask for. So it's they haven't it's not on TV yet. Zynga is I guess they're in talks with uh, MGM Television to kind of get words with Friends, which essentially is just a Scrabble game. So how, is it just going to be a, a ginormous Scrabble board and people are moving pieces around? I mean, like, how do you guys think they're even going to do know. this? Well, I mean, some, for for, mm. for one thing, I feel like Candy Crush was fucking silly, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can. It's easy to forget that they used to do this shit with board games too. Like, remember mm. they had the Pictionary TV show? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Bring on celebrities and stuff. That was kind of interesting. So Big money, big money, no uh, whammy, no whammy, stop. Scrabble is usually like a slow, boring game, so I don't know how they're going to tv um, that up. It, it's boring if you adhere to the rules and only use shit in the dictionary. Uh, mm. I don't know about that, but it's just like, at least when I play it, people, like especially words with friends, people take forever. It's just, you know, yeah. it's a lot of waiting for somebody to find a word, you know? It, um, they could do what they tend to do on a lot of game shows, like give a time limit. Uh, they could make it so that so you can't... That's the way to do it. it. Yeah. Because that also establishes some element of uh, capability with it. It's right. not just going to be, oh, yeah, you got lucky, though sometimes that'll happen. But, like, that'll be what separates you know, the big brains from the tiny ones, so to speak. Did they say he was going to host this? Uh, they did not. There's really not much details. <laughs> they just said that it's got to be coming. Uh, actually, did they even give the date? I don't even think it's in a date yet. They just, it's just what, like in the works. Who do you guys want to host? Uh, um, Cedric. Who's right a really smart person <laughs> with words? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um Steve Cormac McCarthy. Who's who's the uh, acting career is going downhill and they need this. <laughs> who who but, needs uh, a boost right now? Sinbad <laughs> Oh yes. Oh no, that would be Ooh. tight though. No, yes. that's yeah. good. No 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 wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Mr. Cooper. <laughs> what is he doing? No, now? I want something better for him. He deserves better. Uh, yeah, he's he's legit funny. Mark Curry. Um, yeah, yeah I used to Curry. love that show. And you Mr. Koopa. Yeah. <laughs> you know who really needs the help, but mm. ain't gonna get it? Because <laughs> mm. they have... <laughs> because they are into freaky sex cults. Wait, what? <laughs> Fucking R. Kelly. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he peed on a young child. <laughs> he's never gonna live that down. Poor guy. No, oh. he's not. I'm not sure he should. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a poor guy, Joe. He's a no. he's an unabashed pedophile. It, you know, I I am I want Sinbad. He's got the colors for it. I, I want him to. Yeah, he's he, got to come out in the '90s colors. Yes. <laughs> is he, he, he? This is his show. This mm. is his time. He needs to come back. Well, when I he saw him back. when he came into the store when I was working <laughs> retail. Uh, he didn't seem colorful, but he did kind of have the general. I feel like he was wearing like a pretty loose tracksuit. Yes, that's all he needs, man. Yeah, that's it. He, well, I mean, he needs the tracksuit, but it's got to have the colors on it. Yeah, uh, awesome. The words with so, friends colors. Yeah, there. You go. <laughs> yeah, where do you? There, he kind of has them. I mean, yellow. What is there? Would be like well, there's a lot of different colors there. Yellow, uh, blue, and white. That's basically mm. it. Well, this is seeming like a trend. I'm pretty sure we're going to be seeing more of this, uh, most likely in the next few years. I wonder if it, like weird shit like this will just, or like you know, all of it will tend to just like cable TV will just kind of. <laughs> it's got to be dipping because I mean, population that grew up with TV is just getting older. Cord cutting. You know, I think somewhere around our age is when people are. You know, they don't even have cable. We just use streaming stuff. 
Well, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a simultaneous thing of a lot of people are kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't need TV, and even the ones who would like to have it are like, I can't fucking afford cable. Yeah, it's expensive, and I'm in the latter. Yep, <laughs> pretty true. So, um, curious to know what the next. <laughs> game show is going to be. So there's a little blip here at the bottom that says that apparently the Angry Birds movie is getting a sequel. Oh, apparently, that's so bad. Apparently it performed well enough. So Really? Uh, uh, wow. Well, I guess well enough for them to make another. Probably mm-hmm. like just enough. Because I, I don't remember that doing quite so well. It came and went like really fast. So pretty much in the, these next articles by Business Insider... It's about the Pokemon Go Fest, which happened in Chicago oh, on Saturday. I it was, that was a yes. debacle. It was a disaster. They had around, I think, over 2,500 people at the event. And um, it was bad. Essentially, what happened was the they wanted to celebrate the one-year anniversary of it by giving away all of the these new legendary Pokemon like Lugia and I think Articuno and... Moltres were coming later, but it was mainly Lugia. And what ended up happening was that there were just so many people there that it was, the game was just chugging and slowing down and crashing as more people came, in, uh, came into the event. And where things got really bad is when the CEO of Niantic Games came on stage to kind of talk about how great everything was going. People were booing him off stage, <laughs> him off stage, but they were booing and like saying, fix the game. They're actually chanting this, like saying, fix the game. Like it's broken. You can't connect. This is, I mean, they were pissed. And it's like, in the video, in the video, you actually get to hear all the people in the crowd. It wasn't a few people. It was like a large percentage of that crowd. People were pissed. Oh, if and, there's anything I've learned from pro wrestling is mobs love chanting. Oh yeah. And <laughs> you can get them so, to chant literally everything. Everything, so, anything. And they did. And so what ended up happening was they ended up giving the legendary Pokemon, because how the event was supposed to end was it was supposed to end with everyone working together to capture Lugia, and then they're all rewarded Lugia. So what he ended up doing was he just said, since everything went so bad, we're actually going to credit everyone $100 worth of tokens or credits, or whatever they use in the, in the game. And we're just going to give everyone Lugia. You don't even have to you know, do the big event. Yeah. Because we just royally screwed up here. It was bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Watching the video. (laughs) It's better. Um, So I think it was on Monday. uh, The CEO said, he started blaming it, blaming the lag on all the cellular networks like Verizon and T-Mobile, like saying, oh yeah, you know, they just weren't prepared for all this. And then when they had talked to um, Verizon and T-Mobile, uh, Verizon said, no, even though our, our system was kind of a little slower than usual in that particular area, um, it wasn't that bad. In fact, people outside of the event were connecting just fine. And then when they went to T-Mobile, T-Mobile said, no, we actually were prepared for this. And we knew that you guys were going to be having this large crowd of people. So we made sure there was plenty of data. So that kind of backfired on him. It wasn't their fault at all. It was just their game still being broken after a year. So mm-hmm. it's this did not go well. It's just uh, oh, yeah, the video is great too. I mean, people are just <laughs> uh, posting them in the chat. It's pretty yeah. just boo boo fix the game. <laughs> yeah, they are. It, it's just oh man, 
And considering this was their first big event for the game, uh, it was it was bad. And they're even saying, which I think this is just not smart, they're saying later on, I think in the, during the Tokyo Game Show or later on in the year, they're going to try and do this again, but in Japan with a greater number of people. <laughs> so, yeah, this... I... I understand because I've worked on social games. I've worked on games that have large amounts of people all connecting at once and stuff. I, I get the servers can be stressed and you have to roll out more servers and it's not easy. Trust me, I know. But but come on, guys. It's been a year. A year. You've had a year to figure this stuff out and you still haven't done it yet. So it's... Uh, I don't know. So. That pretty much sums it up, right there. <laughs> I stopped playing after like two months, maybe a month. <laughs> yeah, I, it, was, I, it was a very interesting like social phenomena that quickly um, just went away. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are still playing it. I mean, it's still yeah. quite, but um, it's just not worth getting into if the issues of crashing and not being able to catch stuff and. If that's still not fixed yet, I don't have the time to just come on, come on, guys. I personally, I just need more than you know, walking around and catching the Pokemon. Uh, if the battle system actually worked, yeah, like a traditional battle it's, setup. It's funny. It was, it, you know, go back to the Game Boy. It's all just right there. Like it's a very yeah. simple mechanic too. Like I'm sure there's lots of different systems that work within it, but you know they got it working on a fucking Game Boy. So <laughs> why would yeah. they just bring that to? That would have added so much. It really would have. Like, Honest I, to God, what they could do is just straight up add a campaign in the vein of that Game Boy game alongside what they had. Well, and, you know, that kind of, it just, it it would work better for me since it gives me, like, a single-player element, but still gets me out and moving looking for more Pokemon. What they what they added was they added events and they added raids, uh, which are all things that require you to work with other people and constantly be connected and interacting with other people. And, I mean, I think that's the element that's keeping people going. Because, I mean, there's still lots of crowds of people in little areas. I mean, even when they said you could release, uh, you could capture Moltres and Zapdos outside of the event, there were people moving all around, like there's in the video, people walking all around Chicago trying to capture stuff and whatnot. So, but I think it's that social element that's still keeping it going. But I, yeah, I'm with you, uh, Lionel. I, I would have loved a campaign to kind of keep me going in a solo fashion. But, yeah. I don't know. It's still people are still loving it, but they gotta fix yeah. these issues, man. It's getting worse. Uh, okay, so um, get the article. Okay, so the next story here. It'd be cool if there was like different, you know, real gyms, you know, if there mm-hmm. were like landmarks that you could actually visit yeah. and fight yeah. real gym like, leaders. Like I gotta, I gotta. I was like, hold on, I gotta head around the block and fuck up Lieutenant Surge. Yeah, or you know, <laughs> fucking travel to another country to fight somebody. That'd be you know? cool. Well, it'd be cool like if you can you can set it so it's like you could either be local, have it be in different locations, like maybe set it up with like a, a vacation you're going on. Yeah, I wish they have gyms now, but I don't like how it's they're they're just kind of a randomized thing. Yeah, where you fight really like um, there's strong. a gym across the street from me, but it's a sandwich shop. <laughs> 
yeah, but, but all you do is you go there and there's a big Pokemon waiting for you to fight and other people join you. And it's just, that's not a, it's not a gym. That's just a, a you know, a point to go to. Uh, it's, it's not, that's not a gym. So yeah, I, I wish there was more to it. I wish there was a lot more to this game and it wouldn't have been that hard. Like you guys said, you could have just used the design that's been used for almost a decade. So, but, oh well. Uh, okay, so this next article is by uh, PSU.com, and it's about the PS Vita 2, or new PlayStation handheld doomed as Vita slips <laughs> off to die. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a headline there. Uh, so, apparently, people were hoping for a PS Vita 2 to be announced at E3, but at this point, it, that ain't happening. And also, there was a comment by Shane Layden. I guess the, what was he? He's the president. Sean Layden. Uh, Sean Layden. So yeah, he, he's the the president of Sony America. Did I get that? I, yes, yes, I did. I got that right. And he basically made a comment saying that it just did not perform well enough in the U.S. and in Europe. But in Japan, it's doing great. But it's just not. It just never picked up around here, which sucks. But because it was very powerful, it was basically like a true portable PlayStation. I mean, it really, the games yeah. were really high quality. It was really good. But what do you guys think happened? Um, I mean, I, I just went, went one wrong. thing, nobody, well, he, he mentioned a couple things like, you know, too big or, you know, people already have tablets or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think probably a couple things were like mainly. Uh, one was just third party, and honestly, I think probably first party support wasn't that strong. Like, mm. they had Uncharted, but, um, you know, it's like. Well, enough. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't enough. They, well, they had some other games, like, the problem with it was a lot of, and there were a few games that were, I think, like, Mod Nation Racers was on that, but, like, also on PS3. So yeah. there were a few games like that, so there wasn't really great content. I know certain people like really like love the Vita, and they're just like, "Oh, it's great." But really, at the end of the day, your whatever your kind of console you're making comes down to like, what can I only get on there? And mm-hmm. the stuff that you could get on there was mostly indie games that you could get on your PC or on your on your iPhone. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it had like a strong indie showing, but like everything has a strong indie showing these days, so there's nothing to differentiate it. And the other thing is, I think people, like, sure they had Uncharted, but I don't know that people necessarily want, like, big budget AAA games on their handhelds. Mm. Um, I, I feel like they were really pushing it as, like, this is the power of almost a PS3 in your pocket. Um, when really you kind of, you have to design shit to be, you know, you look at something that's really a triple-A title, like Peace Walker, but mm-hmm. Peace Walker was designed to be played in, like, you know, as little as 15 minutes or, like, maybe hour-long chunks. You could blast through multiple missions, but, you know, if you're on a sort of long, you know, they it took, like, when Kojima made that game, he took into account that it was on a portable system. Right. Um, so... Yeah, you, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I, I think that's, they treated it too much like a console and not enough like a handheld. And mm. there wasn't, people just weren't interested in making games for it. 
Yeah, I mean, like the Nintendo, they've done a good job, and why all of their handouts succeed so well is because, yeah, even though they have their versions of their bigger games on the handheld, it's not a copy of it. It's not trying to emulate the exact experience you would get on their console. It was kind of a, a, another experience, but in that same world. Yeah, or it played yeah. to the it played to the strengths of the system being portable. Exactly. I yeah. mean, even even though the 3DS or even before the 3DS, like the DS had a lot of you know the the two screens or the um, the 3D function and all that stuff. Even though it had a lot of gimmicks, they still would build their games, or even the third parties would still try and build the games to for to use those features. And it just it, it just didn't seem like Sony. Was yeah. Trying to do that. Well, not only that, but Nintendo like goes so far back in the handheld game that. All of their yeah. properties. Um, also, I guess maybe it helps that they were around in the 2D era because you know they had a lot of properties that were kind of bite-sized. You know, built their 2D yeah. level-based, very simple mechanics that became very beloved, and they held on to these IP, and then they brought them to uh, you know handhelds, and they figured out how to make you know a Zelda on N64 like a huge grand thing, and a Zelda on a handheld, and they've so when they make a new handheld, they ha- already have like a shit ton of properties that work really well on handheld. And Sony, you know, you saw it with PSP too. They really, it was about figuring out how to take these blockbuster games and like squash them down. And they really, mm-hmm. you know, instead of figuring out like new versions, um, I guess, it, I mean, in the beginning, like, they did like a, a top down, like an isometric kill zone shooter, which made sense. But, you know, by the time you get to this thing and they're trying to put Uncharted onto it, it's just, <laughs> they don't have what Nintendo has. Yeah, it's, they're just trying, <laughs> oh my god, they're trying to be, um, the Game Gear. Game Gear was trying to, to do that kind of thing too. I remember, like, they're trying to see, what, or was it the Nomad? It was one of them that was trying to say, like, this is, the handheld version of the Sega Genesis or, or something. Well, the Nomad was. really was that. Like, you would that put your cartridges you, yeah. <laughs> into it. But even then, that, that you know, made more sense back then because it was, games weren't that complicated. Very true. Oh, that's sad to hear. But these days, I mean, with all the mobile devices that people have and whatnot, I mean, even yeah. Nintendo is now seeing the writing on the walls. Like, we got to jump into mobile now. The 3DS only has so much more time, um, and then yeah, it's well. It's the other problem is, is everybody's got a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and those are only getting more powerful, and you know, mm-hmm. and not only that, but phones cost a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So I think Sony, if they can get their shit together with, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll come up with something really interesting as far as handheld yeah. down the line, but. I feel like if they do something, it'll just be a phone with something special. Like, if they can get PlayStation Now to work correctly, that would be interesting to have on a phone. Mm-hmm. But then you have the controls to kind of take into account. But well, yeah. well, remember, Sony actually did release a phone, and then they yeah. discontinued it a long time ago. They don't did make Ericsons do- anymore? No, oh, they, they got rid of that. I think that's done now. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, well, who knows what they'll make. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to the next one here. By Kotaku, the hunt for an SNES classic is already a mess. So Walmart 
had it so you could pre-order them. And of course, within, I think, I don't think it was minutes, but like an hour or so, it's already, we're completely out of stock and there's no more left. So even before the thing is even out yet, um, I think Target is also out of them as well. So they are already, you can't find them anywhere and it's not even out yet. So that's, it's beginning, which sucks because I actually really, really, really want one of these. It's got so many good classic games on there besides Chrono Trigger, but everything else is like, I want this thing. Yeah, it's got a pretty good lineup on there. Yeah. So it's so once again, Nintendo is I don't know. They kind of they kind of it happened with the the Wii. It happened with the Switch. It happened with the Switch now. Uh, it didn't happen with the Wii U. Um, but it happened with the, the NES Classic. Yeah, come on, they, guys, you they, gotta it's, know. It's in this case, it's better to overproduce than under. Yes, come on. I mean, they, they, I think they're coming. doing it on purpose. Of course. I the mean, they, like they had to asses. have done it the first time with an S Classic, and they're like, oh, mm. I don't know. We didn't think it'd be this popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm going to throw garbage at the screen if they parade someone up on, on stage and it's like, oh, we were surprised again. <laughs> Shut the I, hell I up. mean, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would they? I mean, are they producing more NES Classics at all, or? You mean the NES or the SNES? Or which one? The NES. Yeah. No, okay, no, actually, they discontinued it. There are no more. Discontinued it. Uh, so they yes. are basically, I don't know what they get out of doing this, but clearly, mm. like, they'd have to be really stupid and, you know, Nintendo, so who knows, maybe they are, to just, like, put it out there and be like, ah, we're just going to do this one thing and then you guys can buy them and jack up the prices amongst yourselves and we'll take the first profit. Like, I I don't understand why they would do that other than to, like, create, you know, awareness, like, for their brand or something. Like, maybe it's people talking or, you know, you would want to just, like, make a little bit and then it sells out and you make a little bit more, you know, until Mm. you figure everybody has one. But, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there. Neither, neither do I. I mean, they saw how popular the NES Classic was and how much everyone was talking about it, how much everyone was dying for more of them, and how much outrage people had when they made the announcement that they were discontinuing them. You would think with the, the SNES Classic, they would just, like Lionel said, just make, just overproduce this thing because you knew the previous one just did so well and people love the SNES League even more than the NES. So, I mean, come on. But this, this, I don't understand. This, I don't get it. It's confusing. Um, and to even hold back, that's just that's frustrating. It's very weird uh, that I can find one. It's only seventy bucks, but I have this feeling if they run out on eBay, the price is going to be jacked up to like two hundred or maybe five hundred or something. Who knows? It's just oh, it's so annoying. Um, okay, so like the next article here well not even really an article it's just kind of a fan drawing by um and for by <laughs> oh punished cap yeah <laughs> by n4g.com uh a fan draws chris evans as solid snake uh, uh like that it. was popping up all over the place I yes it, it was oh it was cute i just yeah it. uh it's been everywhere like everyone's been reporting on it i don't know why it's just a one 
Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think? Could he be Snake? Um, I'm, I'm, well, I guess, Mike, I got to ask you, uh, who would be... So would uh, Bucky be Caps Miller? I'm trying to imagine... Uh, so I guess it would be Bucky talking to Cap, talking about crawling through, uh, rubbing their noses in bloody battlefield dirt. Uh, I don't know. I think Bucky is clearly a Gray Fox character. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he dies and then comes back and wants revenge, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, it does sound like it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, I never really thought about it, but I think he would make a really good like, uh, like Metal Gear 1 snake. He's kind of mm. got like a sort of innocence to him that I really yeah, like. Yeah, he does. Um, I don't know. I'd be cool with it. Cool. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> I don't know what else to say about this. <laughs> it really uh, is all he has to say. I, really I, I approve. I, it's funny that all the names that get thrown around, I never mm. thought of that one. But uh, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, good old Chris Evans. What, uh, what was that movie? Snow... Blinder or snow, snow piercer. So, snow I piercer. said blinder. Yeah, snow piercer. piercer. Kind of had. After seeing that, I'm just thinking I mean, about that. that trying yeah. to play a grittier role. Yeah, so it's, I could see him as it. I like her seven. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, by The Verge, prescription video games may be the future of medicine. So, at, I believe it is the, the University of California in San Francisco at their Neuroscape lab, uh, there's a company called Akili, and they're experimenting with doing VR to help uh, treat children who have ADHD and kind of, I guess, put them in a, a virtual world. And, to kind of, and they've actually done stuff like that already. Kinda, I think, like the brain training type of games and mm-hmm. stuff related to that to kind of help. Even the Wii, uh, I think, was like you know, was being used as kind of a, a tool to help kids with uh, mental disabilities and, and other things related to that. So, I think this is pretty cool. This is a, an interesting use of VR, and if this could be used as a way to actually, like, it's a, just like medicine, to actually. <laughs> say to for the kids to play this game and it would help them through certain situations or learn how to do things better i think that's a great way to use vr you know, what do you guys think i mean it makes sense um mm. kind of like it's pretty obvious to me that mm. you know as long as games have been around there have been like educational games to teach i think people have you know yeah, they've done studies about this before because you know, you're basically kind of just exercising your brain uh, even before video games you know people say like it's shit like checkers or chess is, is good to kind of exercise like problem solving strategy in your brain I think I saw something about like it's good for Alzheimer's so I mean the gaming that we do is it's Kind of just like that shit taken to the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this could be really. I, I know VR is also being used in, a, in the with a medicine as well to kind of help surgeons to prepare for a certain uh, I guess 
like I'm like I'm lost of words here. It's for the the surgery to prepare for the surgery. Help surgeons prepare for yeah, the surgery. Kind of, uh, by going into what they might, yeah, what yeah, what they might encounter, maybe <laughs> right. simulate uh, a complication or something like that. It's like that game Trauma Center, but not really because you have actual people. So um, yeah, maybe a bit less like dramatic. <laughs> yes, way less dramatic. But uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm loving. That's how VR is being used. At least it's being used for something good. Uh, still hasn't gotten a lot out of it yet. Um, but we'll get there. And this is a great use for it. I mean, VR is getting there. It's just a matter of like getting into people's hands is the thing. Right. And I, uh, I mean, in the previous episode, we did kind of talk about they're trying to lower the cost. So probably in the next few years, it's going to get there to the point where hopefully... There's cheap versions of it, but not cheap versions where it's like you just slide your phone into it, but like actual real good quality headsets that are maybe a hundred bucks or somewhere around there. So I, I hope it will get to that point. I think Facebook is working on that. They want to try and lower the cost a bit more. So we will see. Last story here is Melee Player's Criminal History Divides Smash Brothers Community. And this is... <laughs> by Otaku, uh, Kotaku, Otaku, by Kotaku, and the article was kind of long. I did not get a chance. I uh, read through it. I did. Okay, excellent. So Lionel, yeah. So there's there was a lot going on in there, and rightfully so. Um, it's definitely not the straightforward issue it might seem on either direction. Mm. Uh, it isn't just one charge this guy has. He has a extensive criminal history. Oh, God. So he's also ha- he also has a uh, an extensive uh, rehabilitation. I think uh, you're I don't know what you're jumping ahead, jumping ahead a little bit. Do you want to just tell us like the scenario? Um, a guy who taken off from Smash Play for four years, one of the top dogs, has come back recently to very mixed reactions. I don't know how. Th- how like what number to put on the divisiveness of it, but you have people chomping at the bit to have him back, happy to have him back, and you have people literally terrified of this guy. Um, and it's are they terrified to, or are they just angry that it's he's being allowed back? No, a lot of people are scared. Hmm. Though a lot of people are angry too. However, the anger isn't even necessarily towards him. One of the things this article goes into is a mentality within the Smash Play community, I want to say in the melee uh, area of Smash Play in particular, which places skill in the game above all else and has been... Has but unfortunately, it's been shown to let like high level players off the hook for stuff, mm. such as like you know as small as a unsportsmanlike conduct and as big as actual assaults during, you know, off off the tournament scene and even during some events. They uh, mentioned some other players, one of which actually put a guy in a chokehold during. <laughs> That's insane. God. Oh got, got banned for a year, but then came back. Wow. Uh, sort of, so okay, so oh, go ahead. It's sort of strange. Like I feel like the, when we read about like why the fighting game community, like I feel like I never hear about this type of shit really with like a, 
you know, like FPS or like strategy guys? Like, um, what's I, the difference? I hear some things with FPS. I don't follow it anywhere near as uh, much as I follow um, the fighting games. Um, ah, there's a, there's a lot of weird shit going yeah. on. Uh, some of it is it's been uh, a male dominated and very uh, kind of like close knit and closed in community for so long mm-hmm. that a, a lot of the offenses aren't even necessarily outright, you know, dudes being like thirsty and weird as much as like maybe you said something that you didn't realize can be taken any other way other than, yeah, you're just ribbing the guy or giving somebody shit. Um, though, unfortunately, you do have your serious business shitlords in here, and a lot of the debate seems to be whether this guy, I don't know, some people arguing that, you know, he's, there's no way he's fit to be amongst all these people with both the criminal background and... So uh, what did he do? I think it said he, like, beat up a convenience store clerk or something? Yeah, I think he tried to hold, hold up, uh... A guy in a, like a gas station, huh. and apparently threatened to cut his throat at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. that's the thing. It's not just oh, I, I did something. Um, that last charge was pretty dire, and he's got a he's got a rap sheet. So so he also did say that um, he did after all that he's kind of rehabilitated himself, or like he's found religion and all that. He was mentioning something like that, or like he's trying. To, he says all of his focus now is just on Smash, and yeah. he's just trying to get his life back on track and that kind of thing. He sounds like the Dennis Rodman of Smash Brothers players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, amongst other things, it's mentioned that he's completed 14 anger management and 14 substance abuse uh, oh my God. classes or courses or whatever things oh. since the gas station incident in 2016. That's a lot. So he's he's been he's been doing a bit, and this I want to say this was during the four year hiatus from Smash that he took. Mm. So he's been out of the scene for a minute it's, too. It's interesting. He's trying. Yeah, it's it's why I say this isn't a clear cut black and white situation, regardless of what you yeah. know which side you're on. As there's a lot of people saying, you know, give the guy a shot. He's been through a lot, and clearly he didn't have. He didn't really have a much of a shot kind of coming up. He kind of came up in a bad place and was around bad people. You have other people saying this guy's dangerous. Women in particular yeah. are especially uneasy around him. Why? Um, um, uh, one of his charges, I think, was a fight he got into with a female roommate, and she got pretty badly injured. Oh, my God. Uh, some people in the comments, like reading some of the comments too, and a lot of them, like a lot of them were kind of split. Like some of them were saying like, you know, he's trying to get back on board with everything. It's okay. You know, let, let him play. And a lot of other people were saying that if I was organizing this event, considering his criminal record, no, I wouldn't trust him at all. He should be, he shouldn't be allowed at this event at all. I think there's, um, for me, it comes down to just like, what are the rules of the tournament? And it seems like, you know, none of this. Well, I don't know if you had if any of that shit happened at a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, for me, I think why not? You know, just let him let him in. If he hasn't violated any rules of the actual tournament itself, then they 
shouldn't be allowed to discriminate him, I, I guess. But you know, uh, you know, I'd say just like keep an eye on him, and like if he gets out of hand, yeah, maybe um, set right. up some sort of proba- probationary, uh, you know, <laughs> set up for I, him. I think, have, I think somebody watching him. I think legally that's all they can do, and for me, that's like where the discussion ends. Is like he hasn't done anything to any other players or anything. Um, like let him in, like, like, and that, and I think that's fair, you know. That's he says he's rehabilitated. Like, who are they yeah. to, to judge someone just because he has a rap? Um, and I yeah. say that without knowing like his entire rap sheet, but mm-hmm. you know that's how our society is supposed to work. We give people second chances. Yeah, it's kind of a thing where it's like. You know, what do these people rehabilitate for? It's to get back to the things in regular society they enjoy doing, want to do. If you take those from them, what do they have to come back to? Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, I can understand people being worried about this guy. It's... It's it's definitely a, a complex issue, and there's an element I didn't realize till I went through the comments. Uh, I want to say near the bottom of the page there may be a few more but uh there's someone else who used to compete in competitive like in competitive games that also had a rap sheet he was kind of split as well saying that he thinks this guy deserves a second shot but you know saying things like he doesn't care and who are they to judge him is not a good way to kind of take responsibility for what you've done Though the, what interested me is he mentioned another situation where someone's criminal history got brought up in regards to tournaments and stated that he stopped competing because it was used against this guy kind of frighteningly. Mm-hmm. It was a guy who used to play uh, Magic the Gathering who had like a sexual assault case and apparently the world came after him. Magic. <laughs> It's just, oh man, this is old Looney Tooney. That's what this is. Um, yeah, yeah I, I say what we got to deal with now that uh, gaming is getting big. I mean, hey, if they're doing drug testing in esports now, I'm not surprised. This is stuff like this is happening. It's just this is the world we live in now, and it's only getting yeah. more popular with esports and more dramatic and starting to like get real like sports. real sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Right, real sports. In 20 years, we'll have another white Bronco chase with fucking Justin Wong. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be putting on fucking... The arcade stick does not fit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If the joypad don't fit, you must have quit. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Oh, good times. <laughs> he strangled that woman with his cord, but it is clearly not long enough to reach his console from where his couch is. His arcade stick was wireless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's all over Fox News. Craziness. Um, okay, so those were all the stories. I got to take uh, off. All right. Uh, what? Give us you got some quick final thoughts, Lionel. Wait, we're not uh, done. That's it. Yeah, but I got to go to no, work. No, there's... There's, there's, story? there's one more. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, you guys skipped the uh, Warcraft thingy. Yeah. So, I, I, I kind of uh, wanted to talk about another one. Talk but, about uh, you want to give All us right. a final thought, Jumper Cables? Yeah. yeah. Uh, final thought. This news week was slow. 
And I don't know. I guess it worked out for us, and it worked out for me in the end. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well done, sir. All right. Bye, I'll miss you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. Oh, All right, so wait. we have one more story here uh, by Ars Technica. Blizzard shuts down Legacy World of Warcraft fan well, server. Ho- hold on, there is... Go for it. You... So the prescription video game thing was... Ah, it, more that, that was an interesting article, but you also took out one, and it's kind of long, I don't really want to go through the whole thing, about psychologists kind of giving their opinions on video game addiction. Mm. I was just curious about your thoughts on that. Like, I feel like it's interesting for me personally. I feel like it's something I don't know. It kind of like for the amount I played when I was younger, I feel like it was an addiction, but like not really anymore. Mm. So I do feel that it is a legit addiction. Well, can be a legit addiction because there have been many examples where I think it's. No, China, where China had those uh, internet cafes where people were playing World of Warcraft and Starcraft, and they were just playing it to the point where they would literally die of fatigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I remember um, the uh, person that like locked their kid in a closet because they were playing like EverQuest <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny, but it's, it's yes, that <laughs> that happened. So um, Right there, those are legit cases. I mean, and this guy was saying in the article here that he feels that it's not really, what was the line? Like he was saying, had to do more with the, like the pressures of the outside. I can't, I don't remember exactly where it was. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that that sounds about right because that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. I, I kind of had a hard childhood in my like teenage years. And, mm-hmm. well, I guess when I was a kid too, like, Maybe, I know, it's hard to say what was going on when, but I played a lot, and I, I know a lot of times it was to just escape from I'm right there from with reality. You. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, then as they, like life gets better and I'm able to just play them more, like, because I love video games and they don't, like, totally take, you know, they don't take out, like, I used to listen to Loveline and Dr. Drew would always <laughs> say that something is an addiction if it gets in because well, people would call in about like porn addiction and jacking off a lot and he would say you know if you're skipping work to stay home and jack off then you know constantly <laughs> then it's getting the way of your life and it's an addiction yes but uh, yeah it never got to that point for me really um video games or jacking off but <laughs> i feel like it's interesting because you know obviously there are some drugs and like nicotine and shit that are naturally addictive. I think right. where the art, I didn't read the article, but I'm assuming probably a lot of the hang up is around that it's, there's nothing inherent in gaming that's addictive, but it's, if you have, you know, that addictive personality, that gene yeah. that just needs to like do something that's not productive constantly and it gets in the way of your life. Farmville, for instance, some people were really addicted to that game because the way it was designed, it was designed to have a lot of open loops. And if you have a, an addictive personality, you need to constantly close all those loops. Loops meaning like 
have mm-hmm. a quest completed or having it be a hundred percent or, you know, all that kind of, or making your farm fully full or all those kind of things. And a lot of game designers, especially in social games, they purposely do that to keep you coming back. Yeah. And most people <laughs> like us, we, we don't have that kind of personality. We can step away from it, but yeah. there are others who just like, they need to close it. They need to know it's finished. It, it- it's interesting because I wonder if it was like worse back in the arcade days because you'd have to pay money. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and also too with arcade games, they were built to never be finished. <laughs> so. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that, that doesn't help. Speech much. from Noah's arcade when he's like, "The kids just keep coming off quarters. There is no. You can't beat it." Because <laughs> they did that on purpose. Yeah. So. I do think it can be a legit issue, just like with anything else, like you were saying, the porn addiction or just being addicted to just anything. Uh, I mean, if your mind is set up that way, uh, it could be your life could be great. Your life could be going fine. Your life could be going really bad. It doesn't really matter. It's just it's just the way some people are wired. And I mean, it's uh, so, yeah, that's a totally legit thing, I feel. And I think in the article, the person was saying that it's not really a thing. Like, it's kind of just it's because of other outside factors and the why people think it is a thing. I don't know. I don't agree with him completely. I have Dr. Anthony M bean. Yeah. That's a so, but yeah, it's, it's for sure. I mean, we've, like I said, we've seen that with examples of people being locked in closets and dying in cafes. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, my uncle is. My uncle's played video games for a lot of his life. He's kind of slow, so mm. it's cool that he has something to do when he comes home, like something with his hands, something to engage with. But uh, he doesn't play his Wii too much anymore, or his PS2, because he got an iPad and he's like been playing like like I, th- I haven't looked at his iPad, but I know he has a ton of like Candy Crush variants on there. <laughs> and I was talking to him. I think it was yesterday, and I was like, how are you going? And he was just like, I'm pretty far on this. I'm, he's like, I'm at level 71. And I'm in my head, I'm just like, does he know that he's like never actually going to beat that? <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, and I told him, I was like, you know, when they update that, they, they're just adding more levels. It's like, it's infinite. <laughs> yes. It's never going to stop, but I mean, that's... Some people, yeah, that gets scary because as they re- release more content and they keep doing it, people will spend tons and tons of money, or as they're called, the whales, will spend truckloads mm. of money to reach the end because they got to, once again, close that loop. And, yeah. and to get that nice, big, like, endorphins rush, if you will, or just that feeling that it's done yeah. <laughs> until more is released and they're yeah. back in their private hell. It's interesting so. to me, the people that pay money for that stuff. But. Uh, when I worked at Click Nation, which is now Capital Games, which is owned by EA, anyway, um, we made so I worked on a lot of social games, and I was still, my mind was still blown away that we would make this one person, he was like a lawyer or something, and he spent $10,000, and the only thing in our game was, it was like a like a weird fighting game where you would not fighting game, like an RPG. And the only thing you could really buy in the game was like boots and armor and, <laughs> and just dumb stuff like that. And this man spent $10,000 <laughs> on all of that virtual stuff. And 
the game uh, was got we discontinued the game about like about two or three years later, and just think about that. All that <laughs> virtual stuff is gone now. You spent ten thousand dollars on nothing. Wait, so, so you still have the app? Are you still able to play it? No, no, it's gone. It's like way gone. After EA took over, was huh. bought the bought the company out. It, its games discontinued, but that so, always like buckled my mind. Yeah. So if it, even if it's on your phone, it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, because the servers are shut down, so, so it has to yeah connect to the servers. Game. Yeah, so yeah. I, there's just there's just something about that, and like the the point in the game where people would spend the most money was right before what we called Guild War. Guild Wars was essentially like you'd be a part of a, a guild and you would fight against another guild, and usually right before that event was triggered, uh, that's when we'd see like a huge spike in sales and all these virtual goods, and it just kind of just like it just just boggled my mind that these people were willing to pay all this money, real money, for virtual items. And I know it's because of the social aspect, because you're in a guild, and a guild is you have you know you're you're within a group of other people who are dependent on you to be up there with them so they can win. So it's like a social pressure. So I get that part, but it's just it's not real. <laughs> That's the part that just you're spending tons of money on virtual shoes, man. That's just Oof. But yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I had a friend who who worked at one of the big uh, companies for a while um, that did like like Age of Four or whatever the fuck it was, and yeah, he would talk. He was like a VIP uh, customer service guy, so he would deal with all these, you know, all the fucking guys out in uh, like Saudi Arabia and and uh, <laughs> Dubai and shit who were spending like thousands of dollars. Jeez. Yeah. God, it's, you know, it's I, crazy. I heard like I heard of somebody spending like they wanted a hundred bucks or, or something to, to to use on one of the games, and it, at first I was just like, wow, like that's kind of crazy. But I guess when you think about it, because the person wasn't like a, a like a gamer like us, like if that's like the only game that you're playing, then you know, fuck it, it's like you know, yeah. It's like how we buy a $60 game every couple months or so. It's, it's, right. You know, if it's, if you only spend like a couple hundred dollars on one game over a year, it's still probably less money than the average gamer spends. Yeah, I mean, it's just, if that's their game, like Clash of the Clans, I know that game is insanely popular with a lot of people as well. I mean, it's all these little virtual items. If that is your, your only game you ever play throughout the entire year, but yeah, you probably don't mind dropping some cash on it if it's going to help you get a little stronger or make the game more fun for you. I mean, that's because that's that is your entertainment. <laughs> so, so, I mean, why not? And you know, make that experience more fun for yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's just, just kind of shocking that people will what people will buy when it just does nothing in the real world. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, hey, man, that's how you make money. That's how people, all, all these mobile game companies are making, like, literally millions to billions of dollars from just people doing that. So, uh, uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, oh, the article by Ars Technica, Blizzard shuts down legacy World of Warcraft fan server hours after it goes up. So we actually talked about Blizzard shutting down another server, I think in a previous episode a long time ago. Um, 
And so I guess this was another one that someone created uh, that because they wanted to bring back the the old experience from the I guess the first expansion, Burning Crusade. Because with World of Warcraft, with each expansion they do, they kind of like deprecate the previous one, so you can't go back. You have to keep you know improving it. Uh, excuse mm-hmm. me, keep having the latest expansion. So what makes me sad about this is that this person worked four years on it, <laughs> four years, yeah. and it. And as soon as it went live, all of his dreams, or as he put, labor of love, were squashed in less than a day. How did they... So did it... Like, how would they... No. Like, how would or, they... You know, like, I, I understand how they would know, but, like, why if... Why would they... It, like, because it doesn't connect to their servers, does it? No, no, it doesn't do any of that. Yeah, it's, it's just... So they had to have known before this, or like maybe did they just get noticed like an hour into it? It's kind of <laughs> fucked up that they weren't just like, hey, like stop doing that. You can't. You like you're not allowed to do that. But you know, I guess we did see. Yeah. You know, we had an article about this a while ago, so I don't know what yeah. these guys thought was going to happen. Seriously, I mean, it's just like I understand. People love, love World of Warcraft. They probably loved the old experience like tremendously and they wanted to desperately bring it back. But come on, four years at no point in time in your head, you were not thinking, maybe they're going to shut this down. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be doing this. I mean, come on. I, I, just, ugh. I don't know, but I just kind of wonder maybe, I mean, because how could you not know? Um, yeah. Maybe. Um, they're just, they put it out there and they kind of expect people to run smaller serves, servers. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. How, how would Blizzard come in and get the error? Get the error? What do you mean? Like, well, it, it seems like, like they came in and they were like, shut it down. Mm. Or, let's see. They're, see, I wish I understood how it all worked a little bit better, like as far as them. Were they modding a game backwards, or and to what extent was like the server right. is the big part of it? Because I feel like if all they did was kind of like uh, re what do you call that shit? Uh, uh, kind of backwards engineer it to. Oh, I should just yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, um, so this happened a lot with Ragnarok Online, where people would create private servers of like other like other modded versions of the game i'm assuming that's what they did here so they probably took the old expansion and still had a version of the original like unpatched or whatever version of world of warcraft or something and they probably modded the heck out of this thing that's the only way this probably could have worked because it's standalone it's not connected to the official uh yeah world of warcraft servers or anything like i was saying like i don't know how the servers work but i feel like maybe you know, maybe a couple clans here and there can take what they did and like super, like you know, play it over oh. like oh, Hamachi yeah. and create like a land server where you know they have like maybe like you know, I, they have like a hundred people in their clan. You could have a good time with it, maybe. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if Blizzard would like search them out and crack down on all that though. Like, would they just go nuts and just? I, I feel like they. Like, Wow. Like how would they if it's like private yeah. servers? You can't really know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Over a private network. I think 
the downfall with this situation is that he probably made it public. He shouldn't have made it public. Um, public in the sense of that, you know, uh, posting it on Reddit and probably other places or something when it probably should have been a more oh, private and closed off thing on a form somewhere. Public server, you know. Yeah, so it's... But, uh, that's kind of yeah. how, you know, I, whenever I see, like, Kotaku or somebody promoting, like, fan remake, like, here's the Metal Gear fan remake, it's like, well, now they're going to see it and shut it down, so... <laughs> don't say... Yeah, don't... Yeah. But also, like, the developers, it's like, just keep it small and don't say anything to anyone if you really want this to exist, and then, you know, it's... once it's done, you can get it out there, and then... The internet will work its magic and keep it alive. Yeah. Don't like, don't come out and say, oh guys, after four long years, we finally released this modified version of World of Warcraft. Sure hope we don't get shut down. So, hope everyone enjoys. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't be mm-hmm. public about it. So, uh, I mean, this is going to keep happening. People are going to keep making cool shit. And then companies keep shutting them down. Nintendo, as we know, they don't play around with that. Like I believe it was an article. I don't know if it was this week, but it was last week, mm-hmm. where they um there was a world of uh, excuse me, a um Minecraft mod with Pokemon in it, whereas basically, <laughs> and Nintendo immediately shut that down. And all it was was um in the mod you could play like a Pokemon big adventure, big Pokemon adventure where all the characters were Pokemon characters flipped in blocks and whatever. So yeah. It's sort of, I feel like, you know, I feel like movie companies know how to deal with this sort of thing because they, they know, like, Disney knows people love Star Wars and people love Disney shit. Yeah. So people are gonna yeah. make that shit, you know? They're gonna make bootleg t-shirts or like make fan art or whatever, you know, make, you know, their own animations. And it's mostly fine. Um, and I feel like a lot of game companies these days don't really realize that that's what you know kind of, it's all just like fan like it's love for the product I mean I, I know they understand that but it's just too right. tied up in money for me they're just like greedy where they for some reason they think this shit is going to cut into their bottom line or as they always say when they get really defensive about this it's going to destroy our brand and it's <laughs> going to yeah come on I mean yeah. this this is showing people love your brand. Mm-hmm. They want to extend its life. They want to. They're embracing it. They. I would think you'd want to support yeah. that. I mean, although uh, yeah. I guess with Warcraft, I can kind of understand because it is a paid service that these guys are probably branching out to. Like, you know, you probably don't mm-hmm. have to pay for that because it's like it's like a fan-made third-party thing, so it's probably a free public server, but. I don't know. I kind of like from the last time this just we just had the article about it a few weeks ago. I feel like at this point they're probably working on it internally. So. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I know they were talking to, to people about it. Uh, so. So it's know. just um, <laughs> maybe people need to read more to see like you know like guys we've already had talks with this other project we shut down we're working on it. Please stop doing this, mm-hmm. or we'll just keep shutting you down. I mean, it's just, and don't work four years on it, or we'll just shut you down. So, uh, um, I did like that Capcom, um, when the, those Mega Man games came out, 
like for, with Street Fighter characters in it that some fan made. It's actually still posted on their blog, the Capcom Unity blog. They actually they embrace that. They really like that fans love Mega Man, love Street Fighter, and they wanted everyone to download the game because I guess to them it wasn't cutting into their bottom line. It was free marketing. So yeah, I, so that's why they didn't go the other direction with that one. Um, but you're right though; these private servers they're actually taking money away from Blizzard because you know you could be paying on the the proper server and you they could be getting a subscription out of you. So can we uh, actually talk about this Atari speaker hat? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let me... <laughs> Just to piggyback off the Atari news yeah. that we've had every week. <laughs> yeah. Just so, like, what are you guys doing? What are they doing? Okay, so what is... I didn't um, get a quick glimpse of this. So it's by The Verge. Atari invented a hat with speakers in it, a.k.a. the speaker hat. Oh, please don't call it that. Oh, uh, the speaker hat. Um, it's literally just a hat with speakers. Oh, it's got and a microphone and Bluetooth, too. That was there. Oh yeah, Bluetooth connected hat with plays music and has the Atari stamped on it. What? What are they doing over there? I don't. <laughs> guys, you got a console coming out. What's so, the, so what? So it has Bluetooth. So could you imagine, like, trying to speak to somebody through Bluetooth and the speakers are right there? Right. That. That's not good. No, I don't want to do that. It's not for sale. You can register to become a beta tester. <laughs> yeah, only 10 people will be chosen. I'd be surprised so. if 10 people signed up. Atari, focus on your, your box thing. Don't don't be making these weird hats with speakers in them. We don't need this. Sure you don't need this. Focus on their box. Yeah, that's... Does anybody want that? I, I don't even know. They haven't revealed anymore. They have, they've still have not revealed any information about that. Um, well, we so, learned that it's going to play old games. Oh boy! And possibly in new games, but they don't—they're not telling us what kind of new games. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just hope when they say new, because I was actually thinking about the Atari box uh, yesterday. I don't know why, but um, and just when they said new games, I just feel like if it comes out and it plays games, let's just say of the quality of the PS4 or the Xbox X or whatever they're calling themselves uh if it's that quality that's fine but we already have games of that quality on those two other consoles so it's essentially just another one of those we don't really need that so i mean they gotta i don't know they, they just to me like they need to do more I mean, yeah. don't you think so i mean it's a little too much like having another Triple A console that just plays the same games would obviously right. be too much, but honestly, one that like plays like exclusives would also be too much. Like, I'm not gonna buy an Atari box just to play like, say they get a couple developers on and they have like one, two, maybe three, if we're being generous, like really great games on it. Like, yeah, there's like people, you know, it's Xbox and and Sony right now as far as AAA gaming and I don't know if there's really room for another one that does the same thing unless like I've mentioned time and again it's it's just you know a PC inside that you can run Steam on or something like that but or, or somehow get PC games onto it 
yeah, that would be nice. If it if they really hammered out all the details to make streaming games actually work and work well, then um, I would be for that. Uh, like if you could somehow stream your PC games or just something, make it just actually nail that experience because it keeps seeming like more of these companies that for doing game streaming keep coming out and they keep closing down and it just and the place a PS now I still haven't tried it yet but from what I've been reading it's uh it's really hard to get into a game because it's always constantly I guess you're having to be queued up and all that stuff so. Uh, I even tried this other service last week called Snoots. That is the worst name ever. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I think it's S-N-O-O-S-T-S. Snoots. It's, um, <laughs> it's a streaming, it's a gaming streaming service. And I thought, I was really excited because you can stream, basically you create a rig in the cloud. You set up your own rig in the cloud, meaning like you give it the specs and everything for 16 gigs of RAM or what graphics cards you want, whatever. But it's in the cloud and you load your Steam games onto it and you can play it um, in the browser. You can play it on your desktop, on Mac, PC, Linux, anything. And it sounded really, really cool. But uh, I only had a three-day free trial. I tried it and I was stuck in a queue for forever for all three of those days i couldn't actually get into my rig what was it called cloud rig it's called snoots it's snooze snooze yeah so it's, it's really bizarre it's a weird name and i actually was gonna like ask one of you guys if you could try it but my experience with it was so damn bad what's it called I again not, uh no actually I'll just type the name it's s-n-o-o-s-t-s Snooze. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I actually wanted to see if you or Lionel could try it to see if it would work better for you, but I honestly could not get into anything. I'm curious. I'm curious how the fuck that works. Like, how do you. <laughs> so, so what they. It's actually a pretty common process, and a lot of um, streaming services use it. All they do is they set up a, um, <clears throat> a VPN so you can. Um, uh, have a, it's basically remote desktoping. That's all it really is. Well, so yeah, I know. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've done it before, but I'm curious okay. how like the setting up your rig thing works. Are they do they just have like really powerful machines that can emulate any other machine? Or I, th- I think what they're probably doing, and this happens all the time, like with Amazon's web services uh, or any type of a virtual private server setup, where you can set up roll out a server or something in the cloud. Um, you can you give specs to the machine, meaning you tell the machine how much RAM you want it to have, how much um, memory you want it to have, and, and so on. So they're probably doing that same exact thing, where they're making it so that um, on a machine, you know, like on a in a server farm somewhere, mm-hmm. you just tell it how much memory you want to give it, and just but uh, and something new, you tell it what graphics cards you want to optimize, it, which which you want to use, and they probably have a machine with uh, with those particular specs that they point you to. And then what you do is you load your Steam games onto that server, and then they're playing the game remotely. So that's pretty much, I'm, I'm guessing, how it works, just like how everything else is done. That's weird. I just don't understand yeah. how they can say, hey, I want this graphics card, and do it. Yeah, it, I mean, all it really is, it's just like, you know, in a server farm, you know, on the rack, there's just a, like a whole bunch of different um, like hard drives and machines and whatever. Yeah, but, that's all they're doing. Yeah, but like with demand, I just don't understand how, like, yeah. I, I can understand, like, I, 
I don't understand the benefit to having that versus just have like a bunch of top of the line machines, just all one. Oh, okay. So uh, the reason why they're doing that is because they have tiered pricing. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you want, I can't remember. Yeah, if that you makes want, more like, sense. So you're paying <laughs> yeah, for it. You're paying for the top notch rig. Um, I get and it. I believe it's the lowest was three ninety nine. I need to double check that. Um, the price it wasn't that high. I mean, you're not paying a lot of money, um, but still, if you can't even connect to the dang thing. I'm not going to drop some money on that. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. So, yeah. and um, like I was trying to search on the internet for like other streaming services to try, and it's just one after another. It was an article about this company closing, that company closing, and it's just this area. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. I thought OnLive was a pretty good service and it worked pretty well, but you know they went out of business and. Yeah. It's strange that this this isn't like a thing. Like I'm wondering when this will just be because eventually I feel like this will just be the norm. So the only problem and why this is probably failing constantly is because of the um, uh, demand on the technical side is incredibly high. It's expensive to do the to, to run stuff in the cloud and have all those servers going and because yeah. you know it's. Yeah, so that's um, on life failed because they did it too early. They were ahead of yeah. the game, and it just technology just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, but also um, the, the demand, I don't think probably wasn't there really. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't because um, because I think the demand wasn't there simply because not everyone had a good enough internet connection for it to work mm-hmm. well enough. So when you're saying I can play this amazing, like I can play this game. It's an amazing game that's got in crazy graphics, 1080p, and it's but it's going to take this much data. Like, dang, I, I can't, I don't have that. I can't stream that well. Yeah, so. it's. Um, I guess I feel like it's a matter of time before it kind of takes over the way like video streaming has. Like, I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Like, ten more years? Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, places like Korea, I think even China. They surpass us by far, but when it comes to internet connection and all that kind of stuff. But I think in America, at least, oh, absolutely. With 4K, you know, right around the corner, really kind of being dominant, it's, we're going to get there. I mean, it's absolutely. I hope so too, because that means I'm completely for having one machine, like a Steam box or whatever, that just streams games. Yeah, that, that'll I, be. I, Really interesting to see the big three kind of come to terms with that. I feel like Nintendo will try to still make weird shit to put in your house, but yeah. Uh, and I'm sure actually, you know, Sony and, and Microsoft will make set tops, but I guess the big competition will move eventually towards, uh, like our streaming service has this, our streaming service has this. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you see, that that could be the next step for like the next console PS5 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, improving on that. I mean, because graphics 4k, I mean, it looks gorgeous. It really does look better than 1080p. Yes. That's the next graphical leap, but I think really honestly, the cloud thing, they, the streaming thing, they got to get that down and that will bring on so many more people to play and open it up to a lot more people as well. So that's, I, I think that could be, and, the Atari box, they could be the leaders in that. 
I mean, I don't, I <laughs> really don't think it's a good idea. Who knows? Just to try and compete with the PS, the Sony, and Microsoft. It just don't do it, guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Um, any more of the other articles you want to go over, or you think? Yeah, I think that's uh, it. All right. Cool. Stereo speaker hat. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't even know what you would use that for. I mean, what, what purpose does that, uh, these days? Atari, get your shit together. Um, all right, let's do some final thoughts. Lionel gave us his. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? Got anything for us? Uh, it was an interesting week. It kind of didn't, uh, oh, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I want to know why the fighting game community is so aggro. And I guess it's so, <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah. Um, also, my other question—I think I've brought it up before—is why is like I feel like the hood like loves fighting mm. games. Like whenever like <laughs> I don't know, just lots of like like I don't know. Whenever I've been around like hood folk, they're always just like, "Oh shit, you play Tekken?" Like, yeah, I play Tekken. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Huh. Um. Well, I mean, it's a great. Any fighting game is a great bonding experience, and it's also a nice outlet. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess those it, two when, you, when you consider it, like back in the day, it's like you know, if you're gonna get one game, you're gonna get a two-player game, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, I guess I don't know, especially in like Mexican and black communities, like we love boxing and shit like that. So, yeah, like, there's like the, and then there's like a competitive edge, is you know, I guess, yeah. You know. I mean, and also too. Uh, it's a great social thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when you're around all your buds and stuff and, you know, you got nothing else to do, just put in yeah. tech and so I, I always kind of, in the back of my head, I, I wonder if there's like a, like a, what do you call it, a correlation between, uh, you know, kind of it being popular in like poor, oppressed neighborhoods <laughs> and all of the like violent, like, Endless violence and misogyny we see in that community. <laughs> um, and I know it, if Jump Kills was still on, he'd want to downplay that, but yeah. uh, it's not something. I mean, I guess you, you do see it. I mean, I guess it's compounded by the fact that it, it is kind of shit that's, you know, too prevalent in the gaming community as a whole. Very true. Sexism, you know, yeah. all that craziness. Um, but that's a man, that's a very, very interesting connection. I never would have thought to make that at all. You, you also got to think too that when you see all these esports movies uh, or documentaries or, or whatever about these individuals, a lot of the time it's the story of yeah, man, I came from nothing and I and I, I I came out of the ghetto and I went. This helped me rise to the top and gave my life purpose. And you you kind of see a lot of stuff like that. My life just wasn't yeah. great. Kind of, so it's. Well, you know, I guess uh, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's the same reason why people gravitate towards like you know, rapping or like mm. sports careers or like pick up a skateboard is like all that shit's cheap, and I guess yeah. in the grand scheme of scheme of things, like a console and a game is pretty cheap. You know, and a controller is like it's not something you really have to invest too much in. Right. Yeah. And, and like. Tekken, even though you were kind of talking about this current version of Tekken doesn't have a tremendous amount of content, like you were speaking about Tekken 6, and if it has as much content as you were talking about and you know that much depth to it, that you buy that game, you're going to have a lot of fun 
for a very long time and you're going to want to get good at it and compete in it. So it's, I mean, yeah, I can definitely see that kind of fighting games in general, considering they're all about giving you lots of characters and content and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting good at it. It's the perfect thing to have in that type of uh, scenario. Yeah. Sort of a respect thing and a prestige thing too. Like, oh, oh this yeah. dude's hella good. Like, oh, you're good at this character. I'm good at that character. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's even like, uh, I think it was Street Fighter where it was the, like, just people from the East Coast fighting people from the West Coast. I can't remember <laughs> exactly what it was. That's but, yeah, they're having a beef of like the, all the uh, Street Fighter fighters on the West side. It was great. Uh, so, I mean, there's things like that and it allows you to, uh, it's, yeah, it's, Oh man, that's a good connection, actually. Yeah, I, I guess my final <laughs> thought is just be excellent to each other. <laughs> We're all in this for the same love. Let's just treat each other nicely. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Gaming helps you get out of the ghetto. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't count on that. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. In college, they now have esports as a legit thing to help you get a degree. Not a degree, but uh, <laughs> will help you get a degree. Shit. I mean, um, they would, um, if I could have got a scholarship for playing Tekken, I would have played twice the amount of Tekken. <laughs> yeah, you can get scholarships now for playing League, uh, Dota, <laughs> um, shoot, weather ones. I don't, I don't think Street Fighter yet. Not Tekken, uh, but it's getting there. So. I would have loved that going to college. That would have helped me. Mm-hmm. I was dead. Yeah. Anyway. Ton of debt too. What yeah. about you, Joe? What about your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts is Atari, stop making damn hats. <laughs> Still working on that console. That is ridiculous. Um, I'm interested to see this whole game show trend thing. <laughs> What's happening with that? Is that going to, like, in the next two years, become a real big thing? Are we going to see a whole bunch of Nintendo games start doing that? Or a whole bunch of, uh, uh, like, Sonic doing some... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm curious to see where that goes. Because I will watch them. I may not enjoy them, but I will watch them. Just to see what happens, uh, for sure. So, we'll see on that one. Sorry, I spaced out. Watch what? I will watch all the game shows that come out based ah. on games. Oh, yeah, that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I may not like them, but I'll watch them. So that's all I'll do. All right. You can find us. You can find more stuffs about NAGP on Twitter, NAGP Returns. And if Lionel was here, he has a podcast about anime at the, was it Otaku Connect? I believe that's what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter's, that's his show. Don't know what's coming out. Uh, I think it's more Hero. Uh, uh, last week's episode was Castlevania. That's already out. What did we watch yes. after Castlevania? Was it more My Hero? I don't think so. Oh, it was this. Okay, it was the one me and Lionel did. So it was the Knights oh, and Magic. So that's, that's right. I wasn't the there. How was that? Was yeah. it good? Uh, it was. It was lovely. It was oh. kind of a little bit tropey. But uh, oh. it was it was good. It was good. Lots of nice and magic. <laughs> <laughs> was it pretty? It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was something. It was yeah, something. Right. It, it had like robots, robots right. and magic. So 
I guess I'll, if I want more information, I'll have to tune in to uh, the yes. Old Taku Connection every Sunday on SoundCloud at Hey Listen Radio. That a boy. Or on Facebook yeah. at Hey Listen Radio. Or on Twitter at Hey Listen Radio. Or on Instagram. I've been neglecting yes. that one. Uh, God, I wish we had listeners. <laughs> Uh, if you want to hear my dumb opinions about like politics and shit, I'm at Hyper90s on Twitter. Um, someday I'll release another episode of my show. Hopefully someday soon, because I think we're all going to meet up in person and look forward to that. do a real sit-down chat. Yes, we will smell of sushi, although you will not be able to smell us. So, there you go. Cool. I think that's it. We's done. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah.